Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And also remember, today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to today. Can't wait to dive headfirst into, into this episode. I will tell you, it's a little weird. My wife is usually working from home, and today she had to go do some other stuff. And so now it's just me and the animals in the house. It's bizarre. It's it's kind of nice. It's relaxing, but it's almost too relaxing. Because I'm like, oh, I just want to just curl up and just lay naked in the middle of the floor. But I know I can't because I got to do this. I have to. I need to. I need to record this. So that's why I'm not wearing any pants today. Okay? We're meeting in the middle. It's called a compromise, guys. Welcome to adulthood, okay? I'm kidding. I'm wearing pants. Reluctantly, I'm wearing pants in this episode. Didn't want to, but I am. I am. You know what we need to do? (laughs) Let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) Well, it happened. It happened. Hollywood writers are on strike. Whoa, shit. Oh, shit. Actually, it's kind of a big deal, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So thousands of unionized scribes who say they're not paid fairly in the streaming era went on strike early this morning. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. It happened this morning. In some cases, the impact will be clear immediately. Uh, according to NBC News, they're saying a lot of the late-night talk shows are going to go dark this week. Uh, Like Saturday Night Live is also looking to be going on strike as well, or at least going dark. And you're going to see that a lot with these scripted shows. They're just going to be halted until shit gets fixed. So WGA members are seeking pay increases and structural changes to a business model that they say has made it increasingly difficult to make a living. In recent years, amid the explosion of streaming platforms such as Netflix and Disney+, uh, pay has declined 4% or 23% when adjusted for inflation, according to uh, WGA statistics. So what they're saying is the people behind the scenes are getting fucked. Meanwhile, the studios are paying a shit ton of money towards the actors and it that's media that's the way it was or is in radio where everybody behind the scenes was getting bent over a barrel or is getting bent over a barrel financially meanwhile they have hosts that are making a shit ton of money and it, it that's the way it is clear across media. There's a and, and you could probably throw that into just about any industry where the higher ups are going to make a lot more money. Obviously, the higher ups. We just had that lady uh, for that one company last week. We were talking about how nobody in the company was getting a bonus except for her. <laughs> she got like a six million dollar bonus. It's kind of the same thing where it where the big name entities are going to 
take home a shit ton of cash. Meanwhile, the blood of the organization is getting screwed over. It, it It's annoying as shit. It's, it's that way in just about every industry. And until you... And that's the benefit of having a union is you have a, a, a united force that has your back as the um, as the the grinder the employee. So it, it's nice to have the the union. My first job was in a grocery store unionized at Safeway 1996. They go on strike. I'm there for I don't even think a, a full month and then we had to go on strike because companies don't want to pay more than they have to until they're forced to companies will. And it, I listen, I get the math. It makes sense. They do it until they're forced to. So that's, what's going to happen here is companies aren't going to pay the writers until they're forced to pay the writers a, a good livable wage. If you ever actually find out and like have conversations with people that are writers in that area, uh, like I know somebody that is a writer for SNL, or at least he was, and he like he just didn't make that much money. You would think for what he did, he would make a lot more money, but he didn't. So there's a lot of these people that are writing for these shows and movies, and you would think for what they do, the creators, they are the brains of these shows, and they're getting fucked over. And and like I said, I know it's a, it's a big difference, but it's essentially the same thing. When I worked in radio, exact same thing. And then it was always funny because you know, you got the people behind the scenes. And if you got shit people behind the scenes, the show will suffer. So when you have good people behind the scenes, you would think, you would think that companies would go, we need to make sure we don't lose these individuals. Let's take care of them. But no, that's not the way they look at it. They look at it as, listen, there's a there's thousands of people that want your job. And uh, listen, that line has been used on, on myself, especially when I first started. I had used it on people when I, when I was trying to motivate them to do better. Is Listen, there's a lot of people that want your job. Make it hard for people to, uh, make it hard for you to get fired. But then on the, on the other hand of that is just like, it's really hard to stick with an industry pays you jack shit. So all these people that this is what they do. This is what they love. They love to write and that's their passion. They're really good at it. Now it's just like they're just sitting there fighting for their life because I say that because they, they want to continue doing what they do, but they're getting paid jack shit. And most of these people aren't making a livable wage. When I worked in radio, I is kind of a fucked up joke, but I was just like, if if my wife left me, I was just like, I I couldn't survive. 
I, I was like, I would be sucking dick on the side of the road just, you know, for extra cash, <laughs> just so I could stay in radio. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. But that the joke was, is just like none of us behind the scenes could live based off of what they pay behind the scenes. Still the case. Still the case. So I get where they're coming from. Different world, but same basic logic. And I'm sure you could say that for maybe even the industry that you're in. Maybe you're a, dr a driver. I know a lot of you guys, like uh, uh, Jefferson. I believe he, Jefferson, I believe you work for FedEx. He He's like the lifeblood of FedEx. Probably deserves more money. Am I right or am I right? Yes. Give that give Jefferson a raise. I don't know who's listening, but give him a raise. There's a lot of people that are the lifeblood, but you get taken for granted. And, and, and that's kind of what is happening here, or it is what's happening here. And that's where it's nice to have a union behind you to help uh, protect you. Now, that being said, sometimes what that does, as somebody, like I said, who used to work in a union, it, it also protects the shitty employees. And that sucks as well. Because I always remember there's there was like, say, a few like real shitty employees. And you're like talking to management, like, why are they still here? Can't fire them. Why? Because the union's protecting them. And you have to get a massive, massive paper trail on somebody that is union that sucks. So there's pros and cons to it. But I'm looking at the pros in this situation is... These writers are getting fucked over. They deserve more money. And what I believe should happen, and it, but it won't. It won't. Trust me, it won't. What needs to happen is these uh, big-name actors need to take a little bit of a, a pay cut. Oh, God, Dwayne Johnson, you need to pay him $200 million to do this shit film that's just like all his other movies. <laughs> just different character names. Take a couple mil from him. And, and disperse it to the writers. It seems like a logical fix type of thing. Be like, hey, let's not pay overpay for talent when a lot of the real talent is the writers. So you get some good writers. I don't know. That I, I say that and I know that it won't happen. Work Like I said, going back to my radio days, a lot of the talent even said the same thing. They're like, why are you guys behind the scenes paid so poorly? Like there was times where a certain talent asked me how much I made and I told them and they're like, oh my God. Oh my God. Are you serious? And I said, yeah. And I'm on the high end. <laughs> and they're like, wait, whoa. You're telling me the majority of the guys behind the scenes make less than what you do and you make jack shit essentially i'm you know i'm paraphrasing what they said i'm like yeah absolutely that's what that's what it is they didn't know their talent they live on this other this in this other world and i guarantee you the majority of the actors out there that are these big name actors they have no fucking clue or they don't fucking really care what the people that are actually making the movies actually make so it's shit 
that needs to be fixed. There's a, a constant problem in, in so many industries where it's lopsided, and hopefully this gets fixed. And hopefully whatever industry you're in, whether you're in delivery services or whatever, I'm not saying the delivery drivers don't make enough money, but I'm sure that they do because you guys are fucking constantly on the road and busting your ass. Going to the door and there's some dude in a bathrobe with his dong hanging out. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, real quick. Side note. Sorry. This is what happens with my brain. If you're a delivery driver or you were in the past for whatever industry, I don't care what it is. You don't have to tell me what it is. I want to know your crazy delivery driver stories. Send them to me, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com or at dehuffpodcast. I think that would be hilarious. I'm sure you guys have encountered some twisted individuals. You've seen some weird shit. You've seen some questionable shit. Let me know. I can't wait to share it with everybody else. <laughs> That's great. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I could only imagine. I will tell you this. The brief time that I was a delivery driver for Quiznos, of all places, when I took over, it's now a Jersey Mike's, but it used to be on 120th and Pecos. There was a Quiznos there. And when I took over there, they were doing deliveries. And I had to slowly phase it out because that's what cor I, I wanted to just get rid of it right away. But corporate's like, you got to slowly phase it out. Just let people know that it's going to be shut down within like two weeks. There was like hardly anybody that used the delivery thing, but whatever. Uh, I, I would go out on deliveries a few times and it was bizarre because the people that you, when I would deliver to say like a big company, I got tipped like shit, but I went to like a trailer park and I was like, how the fuck are they giving me more money on a less of a, of a bill? Than the fucking business, big ass business that I went to. It was fucking bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre. So I'm sure you guys have stories like that as well. But let me know again to huffuncensored at gmail.com. Again, this is a classic company move and, and it gets out of hand. Their pay has declined 4% or 23% when you adjust for inflation. It's a classic company move. They're going to screw you over. They're going to screw the low person just to save money until they're forced to change their ways. Classic company. And I get it. I get it from the company's perspective as well. You're trying to be profitable. You're trying to put more money in your pocket. Not just the company's pocket, your own. So I get it. I get it. It's not right, though. It's not right. And again, Maybe cut back on paying the actors so much fucking money. Pay the behind-the-scenes people a little bit better. How about that? How about taking a more balanced approach to your, your companies? Anyway. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the things, by the way, that it, this conversation is going to go over into the next topic is one of the things that is bugging a lot of the people and kind of changing how the writers are dealing with their situations is uh, apparently AI is creeping into 
the writing world. And we've kind of seen that. I had that conversation not too long ago with AI, with the chatbot thingy. Uh, and, and they can write some shit. Now, it's at it's essentially at its infant stage, but it is getting better and better and better. And those are things that are creeping up on people that write. Is depending on what you're writing, AI can take a crack at it and eventually steal your job. So job security is starting to be, you know, an issue with writers as well. And you're going to see more and more of it it's, as it gets better and better. Here's what's interesting. As I was rolling around that, you know, idea of, of artificial intelligence taking jobs away from writers... I stumbled upon something in regards to uh, Stephen Hawking, the fucking brilliant mind Stephen Hawking, who passed away, I want to say like five years ago. But these are some things that he said with BBC in regards to artificial intelligence. And it really kind of is something that we really need to just stop and listen to. Now, I'm not going to play... Uh, his voice, because it was a computer, and fuck you guys, I'm not doing a Stephen Hawking voice while I do this. I know you want to. You you know you want me to go, the development of artificial... I'm not going to do that. I know you want me to, but you're a horrible person. <laughs> and I... Let's be honest. I thought about it, but I was like, that's eh, getting too fucked up. <laughs> too fucked up. Plus, it kind of kind of screws up the point of the conversation. Anyway, in your mind, imagine that I'm doing it in a robot voice. The development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of human of the human race. It would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever increasing rate. Humans, who are limited by slow biological evolution, couldn't compete and would be superseded likely to overtake human intelligence is within a hundred years, according to Stephen Hawking. It's tempting to dismiss, dismiss the notion of highly intelligent machines as mere science fiction, but this would be a mistake and potentially our worst mistake ever. That's according to Stephen Hawking as he spoke with the BBC back in 2014. So, 2014, they're already seeing the writing on the wall. And individuals like him, who it was a brilliant mind, could see it. And so many people just, like he said, they're just chalking it up to science fiction. Fast forward, now here we are. And there's still a lot of people that go, it's not that big of a deal. Is it? Is it? Well, he was saying that it was a big deal. And now you got news coming out this morning. IBM expects to pause hiring for roles as roughly 7,800 jobs could be replaced by artificial intelligence in the coming years. That's according to CEO uh, Arvind uh, Kirshna. And she told that to, or they told, I don't know if that's a, I don't, I don't know if Arvind is a male or female. Anyway, they told Bloomberg News that yesterday, 
And apparently 30% of non-customer facing roles could be replaced by AI and automations in five years at IBM. That's a real problem. (laughs) That is. What the fuck are we doing, guys? We are so fucked. We are sitting there going, AI is great because it can write my, you know, essay for school and that's fantastic. Guess what? You're going to have an education with no job. We are fucking ourselves over when it comes to jobs with this shit. Yes, it's really cool and there's a lot of benefits to AI, but holy shit, we are fucking over the job situation. There's going to be a lot of people doing nothing. And let's go back to the constant conversation that I I keep bringing up. And I know some of you get irritated with it and that's okay. Eat a bag of dicks because we have a population problem. So we're going to have even more people out there, uh, you know, soaking up unemployment because we have AI taking away jobs and we have more and more people out there just existing and nobody can fill the, these jobs because it's all AI. So there's just going to be a lot of people doing nothing. MIT professor and AI researcher Max Tegmark is pretty stressed out about the potential impact of artificial general intelligence, or AGI, on human society. In a new essay for Time, he rings the alarm bells, painting a pretty dire picture of a future detrimented by an AI that can outsmart us. He said, sadly, I now feel that we are living in the movie Don't Look Up. For for another example of of existential (laughs) threat. So basically, comparing that what he perceives to be a lackadaisical response to a growing AGI threat to director Adam McKay's popular climate change satire. So, yes, I that that's why I don't like reading word for word from people because people write much different than I speak. Anyway, I'm a moron and I can't say big words. <laughs> Me no words. Anyway, if you've seen the movie Don't Look Up, it's a good movie, and that's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, and there's an asteroid headed towards Earth. He finds it. His, his staff, him and Jennifer Lawrence, they find it. It's coming towards Earth, and they, when they tell the public, nobody takes it seriously. <laughs> it's like 99% of the world's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? That's hilarious. Let's talk about the Met Gala. And Jared Leto dressing up like a kitty cat. Meow. Did you see that shit? What the fuck? I don't understand the Met Gala. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's kind of the same thing with artificial intelligence. The writing's on the wall. It's been on the wall for a while. But now so many people that have been a part of the development of AI including an individual, and I forgot his name, that was a huge part of the development of AI with Google, had has quit his job with Google, which, by the way, he, he proclaims that Google is doing it the right way, 
but he's fearful of others and how they are handling the process and the evolution of AI. So it's kind of scary that all these people are starting to come out and shout and say, hey, guys, look out. It's coming. It's that asteroid in the sky from look, don't look up. And it's going to crash and cause so much carnage. But we're all oblivious to it because we just don't. Listen, I, I see the problems, but I got to be honest. After I do this episode, after I go back and listen to this, make sure it sounds cool and whatever. Throw in a few boner jokes here and there. Boom, boom, boom. Make sure those those get highlighted. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll it'll, it'll slip my mind, and I'll go back to living in the the you know ob- oblivious to reality world that I live in. It, it's going to blindside us all with this AI, where all of a sudden your job's going to be compromised. How are they going to do that? Uh, uh, talking about delivery drivers earlier. Can that be compromised? Can that look? I've put this out on social media before, and there's plenty of people that claim that their industry is impenetrable by AI. And I call bullshit because I believe so many industries out there can be at least not fully AI, but it can be trimmed up. It can be trimmed up by going, okay, well, maybe we just get more automated situations and we can, listen, think honestly about your job. Can it be? Are there aspects of it that can be altered by and, and run by AI? I'm guessing there is. I, I don't know. Maybe like if you're running pipe, I lay pipe for a living. Uh, Obviously, the porn industry, actually, the porn industry can be completely dominated uh, and taken over by uh, AI. They can generate sex scenes. Fuck, guys will jack off to anything. It doesn't matter. I don't know. There's a lot of industries out there that can be affected. It's a matter of taking a hard, honest look at what you do for a living and going, could it? I'm guessing yes. Look at grocery stores. Really, if you can find somebody to stock the shelves, is there a way to AI generate stocking shelves? Maybe. Maybe in the future. Maybe not right now. But you get somebody to program uh, robotics and tell the robots where to fucking put the groceries. Yeah, that could be done. Already getting rid of the cashiers. You know? Just saying. There's a lot of industries that, that will be affected by this. It's, it's fucking nuts. This has to be one of the dumbest fake ID fails that I've ever seen. Police in Grogenheim. I probably said that wrong, but I just felt like saying it. Grogenheim. It's in the Netherlands. We just did a story yesterday about the Netherlands. Uh... They arrested a man who was driving drunk through the city using a driver's license with the name of former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson on it. <laughs> the driver's license included a 
photo plus Johnson's place and date of birth, but it was valid until the end of the year 3000. <laughs> you dumbass. Like they're, the, they're already going, you don't look like Boris Johnson. They showed a picture of it. It was like, no doubt that that was like the former prime minister. <laughs> like, dude, you dumbass. At least put in some effort. Put in some fucking effort if you're going to do a fake ID. Fake ID, right? You give a somewhat unique name, but not overly, you know, Scott Johnston or something like that. Paul Jackson. That used to be my on-air name uh, when I did traffic reports for KOA. It was like Paul Jackson, something like that. Do something like that. Not, you know, Boris Johnson. Could you imagine if my ID said, like, uh, Barack Obama? Be like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. No, it's just you. Uh, you know, it, it, it makes it stand out. It's too obvious. But it did remind me of that famous scene from Superbad. Hawaii. All right, that's, that's good. It's hard to trace, I guess. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? Oh, they let you pick any name you want when you get down there. And you landed on McLovin? Yeah, it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that or Muhammad? Why don't you pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. Fogel, have you ever actually met anyone named Muhammad? Have you actually ever met anyone named McLovin? No, that's why you picked a dumb fucking name. Fuck you. Give me that. All right. You look like a future pedophile in this picture, number one. Number two, it doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. What? One name? One name? Who are you, Seal? <laughs> Ah, that's a great movie. Yes, put in some fucking effort and some thought into your fake ID next time. Not saying make a fake ID, but I'm just saying if you're going to do it, think about it. Don't make the expiration date for, you know, three year 3000. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, idiot. Like, I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. We got more coming your way, including the best and the worst airlines in the United States. Oh, this one is actually a little surprising to me. We'll get to that here in a second. But first, baseball's back. Hockey and hoops are back. Uh, as far as the playoffs go, it's an exciting time in sports. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, Get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so what are the worst and best airlines in the United States? Well, this is interesting because I don't fly too much, but apparently... Uh, there's a lot of really good ones out there that I just haven't been on, but there's a lot of shit ones. Actually, I've been on more of the shit ones, apparently. Number 11, it's going to be the top 11. I don't know why they didn't do top 12. <laughs> but you, I can, I can guess why they did top 11, because number 11 is a very popular airline. So this is the 11th worst, or the worst airline in the United States. What is it? Southwest Airlines. And part of what goes into this is there's 
they they account for delays, denied boardings, the price, and 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 a few other things. So when you combine the delays, the denied boardings, and the price, which by the way, their price out of a out of a ten score is two point seven nine. So it rates really bad as far as the price of your ticket. Denied boarding, 2.95 out of 15. Delays, 3.49 out of 18. And they did get a decent score. They didn't actually show the score, but a lot of people complimented Southwest on having somewhat comfortable seats. I would agree with that. I've never really been uncomfortable in a Southwest flight. If anything, I just I don't like how they board. I prefer the assigned seating aspect of things. I don't like the pick your own seating, but that being said, it's not the end of the world. Especially cuz the majority of my traveling I've ever done is been for work. So, I will I'm fine with sitting by myself next to a stranger. But when I have a family with me, my kids and or my wife, and that's that's where I want to make sure that I have a seat next to them. And not everybody is is nice about that shit. So I I I uh, I, I don't see I, I would assume I would think the price would be a higher score. But this is kind of taken into account just online reviews, guys. Online reviews can kill a company. Trust me, my, you know, I know so many people in the restaurant industry. My brother deals with it all the time. Somebody can have a bad day, go into a restaurant, and one little tiny thing goes wrong. Then they go on Google Review or Yelp, and they just give you a one star out of five, and then you're, it screws up your, your rating. Why? Because there was no napkins, and it was in a, a crazy, busy lunch rush. And they're, they're all pissed off about it. I don't know. Some dumb shit. So you take this with a grain of salt. Okay, so that's number 11. Number 10 surprises me. Because I would assume that it would be number 11. Because I'm not a fan of this airline. Frontier. Frontier Airlines has a total score of 45.3 out of 100. Whereas Southwest had a 23 out of 100. Jesus Christ. So Frontier Airlines is allegedly better than Southwest, according to this. Their prices obviously are really good. They're really fucking cheap. They're an 8 out of 10. Delays, 1.3 out of 18. Yes, every time I have flown on, an, uh, on a Frontier Airlines, it's delayed. And it's fucking annoying. Never have I experienced more issues than when I was on a, a Frontier Airlines flight flight fucking annoying and everybody's just like yeah it's just frontier that's just what they do they're always late if you ever get on a frontier airlines and it takes off on time consider yourself lucky and go buy a lottery ticket because they never are and i gotta be honest most uncomfortable flight i have ever been on is frontier and it just felt like they were just plastic shitty seats that you get you know it that they put in like some like uh, school, <laughs> like you know those plastic chairs, so fucking uncomfortable. But apparently, it's better than Southwest. Allegedly, American Airlines comes in at number nine, and then number eight, 
NV Airlines. Number seven, JetBlue Airways. I've been on JetBlue when I flew to the East Coast. They were always nice, comfortable. No issues there. They, they actually rate well on price, 3.82 out of 10. So actually, they don't rank nice. So that means they're, they're expensive, right? Is that, am I right on that? Because what did, what did Frontier get? Frontier was, yeah, Frontier has really good prices. So they were like 8 out of 10. So Envy Airlines, number 8. Number 7, JetBlue. And number 6, Hawaiian Airlines. Never been on a Hawaiian Airlines. But they are, you know, fairly good, apparently. Number five, Alaskan Airlines. Number four, United Airlines. I've never had an issue with United. I flew to Hawaii a few years back, and they were good. Prices where they really get screwed is uh, price is a 2.38 out of 10. Total score of 62 out of 100. So they're not bad. Comfortable airline, as far as I can tell. Number three, SkyWest Airlines. Never even heard of it. Never even heard of SkyWest, but apparently they're really good. They got a price of 5.48 out of 10. Total score of 63.71 out of 100. Not too bad on delays and denied boarding, so I guess that's good. Spirit Airlines is number two. Bullshit. Spirit? I have... I would assume Spirit Airlines would be shit, but apparently they're pretty good. Delays, 8 out of 18. Denied boarding, 7 out of 15. Price, 8.29 out of 10. Total score, 66.57 out of 100. So that's pretty good. Number one, what do you think it is? Delta. Delta. I don't know the name of the song and how it goes. Delays, 10.04 out of 18. Denied boardings, 15 out of 15. That's really good. Price, it's shit with 1.79 out of 10. But their total score is 66.79 out of 100. So their total score is 66.79. If you go all the way back up to what South Southwest was, they were 23.39. But then Frontier Airlines was 45. So you kind of get an idea of the gap on that. So do you agree with those ratings? I, I, I know Frontier is worse than Southwest in my experience. I'm fine with Southwest. I just don't like the seating arrangements. Let me know your thoughts. If you have any flying horror stories with any particular airline, let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com or uh, on social media at the Huff Podcast. Real quick, weird stuff left behind in Uber, and I apparently they have a database where they share all their shit, like weird stuff that they've found in, in Ubers after after passengers leave. Some of the top weird ones: a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament. I want that. Whatever it is, it, it's Danny DeVito, one of my favorite actors of all time. And if you've never seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you need to watch it because that's his greatest work. Greatest work as Frank Reynolds. Danny DeVito is a national treasure. And yes, the cliche, he needs to be protected at all costs. Other things left behind in Ubers, toy poodle, an actual toy poodle, an actual hamster, two turtles, a rat. Who leaves these things in a car? 
somebody that that's that's really a lazy way of getting rid of an animal. At least take it to, you know, uh, an animal shelter. Jesus Christ, a rat. That's disgusting. Do you think that was an actual pet rat or was that just like you just happen to have a rat in your fucking <laughs> your car? A fog machine. Oh, that would be cool. I would keep that. An ankle monitor. <laughs> That's kind of scary. Let's see. A unicycle. <laughs> a pregnancy test. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Listen, you can leave it in the Uber, but it doesn't change the fact that you made, uh, you know, a baby. <laughs> it's not going to change it. 16 ounces of fake blood. I guess that's better than real blood. Remote controlled vibrator. <laughs> All right. Getting kiki in the back of the of the Uber. God, that would be a that would be annoying if you're an Uber driver and you just have people getting it on. Ooh, that's something else. If you're an Uber driver, let me know. If what's the weird, weirdest shit that's happened to you or that you're your clients have done in the back. Cause I can imagine like people wanting to do drugs back there. I could see that. But how many times do you have to tell people to stop fucking in your back seat? Be like, dude, I don't, I don't want to have to hose this shit out. Okay. Going to charge you extra. Let's see a star Wars style lightsaber weapon. I wonder, wow, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Like playing with that shit. Two fingernails. That's fucking gross. A fake tooth. That's gross as well. And a single Gucci loafer. <laughs> I'm guessing, going to go out on a limb, the owner of the single Gucci loafer was probably drunk. Probably. Going out on a limb there. But that's pretty uh, safe assumption. <laughs> oh, my God, people. Pack it in, pack it out when you go on an Uber, okay? We don't need you to leave behind toy poodles, hamsters, fog machines, your unicycle. <laughs> Who leaves a unicycle, by the way? A unicycle is one of those things where if you can ride it, that's I would imagine that would be kind of special to you because not everybody can ride a fucking unicycle. I think that's a neat skill to have. Never tried one? Don't think I ever want to because... Well, let's be honest. If anybody gets hurt riding a unicycle, it's going to be me. I could be doing just about anything. I could be testing out new inflatable, you know, supports for like if have you seen those in like Japan where if you faint, there there's this inflatable airbag that consumes you so you don't get hurt when you fall. I would be the guy that got, actually got hurt using one of those things. But like nobody else has been hurt before. DeHuff put it on for five seconds, fell down, broke his neck. <laughs> I, I don't know how it happened. I should have had one of those when uh, Shalareth body slammed me. Could you imagine one of those big inflatable air, body air, airbags on me? Like if like Stink goes to body slam me and he just bounces off because of the, the airbag. <laughs> He's like, holy shit. Holy shit. Anywho. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining the podcast i hope you have a great day hopefully you smiled a little bit in this episode i know it was a little serious a little kind of heavy at the beginning especially talking about ai taking over jobs i know that that is a a big deal 
that is really starting to trickle in and seep into so many different industries. If you're starting to experience that in your industry, let me know, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com. How is it affecting you and the jobs around you? Because there's going to be times where it does make your job a lot easier. So that's a good thing. But is there room for concern? You can hit me up anonymously if you'd like and, and spill the beans and just be like, listen, this, this part scares me or it doesn't. Or maybe you think things are being blown out of proportion. But it is pretty easy to see that there are going to be some industries that are more affected than others. If you think your industry is safe, let me know to huffuncensored at gmail.com. But maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Let me know. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And when you hit subscribe, if you go into the settings, usually it, it, some of them are really easy. You can get notifications or do the auto download. That way you can, uh, one, it helps me because no matter what, I get a download. <laughs> but also it helps you because especially as you go on road trips and get ready for road trips, if you have something downloaded, which by the way, the amount of data it uses for a download uh, on, like, say, Spotify or something like that, it's really low. It's crazy. So it's easy enough to do. Just go ahead and set the auto download. That way, no matter where you're at, you can listen to the podcast or any other podcast, for that matter. And, and that way, you do, if you're going through, like, the Eisenhower Tunnel or something like that, you're not going to lose the feed or what you're listening to. It's just going to be already on your device and then you can just listen without interruptions. It's pretty easy. Thanks, guys, for listening. Again, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. You guys are amazing. Go to your app store. Make sure you download the Superbook Sports Colorado app and start taking on Vegas right now. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.